Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind the scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menunos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! When the glory comes, it will be out. It will be out. Hey, okay, look at Stacey's finger in the camera because she's spilling this song right now. We need like a tight pan right here. Yes, be strong, my sister. Be strong. It was a wonderful yes. episode. Hey guys, welcome <laughs> to the after show mm. for Blackish. This was a powerful, powerful episode, and I'm hoping you guys are tuned in to yes. weigh in on the conversation. I'm your host, Courtney Tezano. Keep in touch with me at Tezno's on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. It's not about me tonight at all. I'm gonna let my co-hosts introduce themselves. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to Blackish, and thank you very much for tuning in to the after show. Um, I'm, I'm your host, Apprentice Lynn. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shaprentisland with two N's. Hey guys, it's Stacey Ike. I feel like I'm gonna be a little bit somber. Like I really feel like I'm about to cry hearing this song. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm Stacey Ike. You guys know. Um, check me out on Twitter and Instagram during the show. I have my phone ready and charged, so really want to hear what you uh, felt about the episode. Yes, and use that hashtag #ABTVBlackish. Make sure you're leaving your comments below and tweeting us because we have been looking at this hashtag and Blackish is trending. We are so proud. Yes. But there are a few tweets that are kind of raising a few hours eyebrows and we're going to get into that a little bit later but let's dive into the episode so obviously we were teased up until this point that this was going to be an episode that was really going to shed some light on police brutality and what better time than Black History Month what did you guys think? I loved it I can't even remember what Blackish did for Black History Month um, last year but this one I will always remember out of all the Blackish episodes this is the one Mm -hmm. that I will probably always remember because they they went there like they always go there with this topic they went there just right. like they go with everyone else every other topic and I loved it I yes. love that I feel like that was a, the way you said that that was such a way of keep them keeping them accountable because in so many other episodes they really do the most in a sense of whatever their topic is and they go all the way there and we kind of conversate about how we can't believe they took that risk and in this situation they be I mean I'm like flawed by the fact that just really really happy that they did that so really good job it was it was a very emotional episode and I just want to I know this I'm person floored, is not flawed I realize that Sorry. no we, we felt it we felt it I'm like I'm flawed continue <laughs> uh, one of the things that I saw during the uh, trend under the trending topic hashtag for blackish was that someone said it was so powerful and made them realize that we are even I'm gonna read it actually blackish is very powerful tonight it made me realize even more how important it is for us to be informed on what's happening in our world and I mean there's so many different opinions going around but that one kind of stood out to me because that is something that's not just happening to black people. It is happening around our world. Police brutality is 
not okay. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and dive. <laughs> I'm not about to preach tonight. I'm not going to preach. I did it for us. I'm not, not going to preach in the opening. But uh, <laughs> Let me give y'all a few minutes. Let me, let me let okay. hold off. Uh, but no, okay, so we start off and we see that Dre, it's a throwback of Dre and how things were back in his day and how it's really different. How he was exposed to a few things and his parents were very upfront with him, what's going on, and he kind of was, you know, a Black Panther back then. And it was interesting to see how nowadays parents are kind of shielding um, that from younger generations because a lot of the kids that we have seen that are affected by police brutality are young. What did you guys think with that parallel of how things were back in the day to how things are now? Did you relate at all? Did you how'd you feel initially? Um, I, I related. I got it. And I understand Bo. I understand the Bo and Dre, you know, dynamic, dynamic yeah. and their yeah. struggle where Bo wanted to protect her kids and Dre like, no, they have to know. They have to Absolutely. know because you can look at it from Bo's perspective. Like, no, if, if they know then they're going to be angry. And when a, a cop comes, they're going to remember, you know, Oh, this is what you did to this black boy. Or this is what you did to this black girl. So I'm, you're probably going to do it to me. So I'm angry and I'm mad. And I think a lot of a lot of parents want to shield their kids because they don't want their kids to be angry or mad because they may think or they may or you know react you know react in a different way and they may think that that is what has happened to every other case that we've seen. Yeah. And I think it was so interesting because Bo was being a mother. She was being <laughs> nurturing. But in this instance, I couldn't be with Bo all the way. I had no, to come. No, I no. had to be with uh, Grandma Ruby. <laughs> I had to be with Pops. I had to be with parts of what Dre was saying because it is something that needs to be talked about because it's happening. It's in yeah. present day. What, what do you think, Stacey? I was really trying to figure out where I related because there were certain parts in my life I feel like I'm I remember in the beginning of of my life, maybe when I was a little bit younger, my parents are both on the shielding side. And now that I'm a little bit older, my dad's more on the Dre side. My mom's more on the Bo side. So I was trying to figure it out for my siblings. And, um, you know, to to what both of you guys said, I definitely take 50% of Dre, 50% of Bo. Because I understand, maybe not 50, because honestly, there were some parts I was really (laughs) angry with what she was saying. But I understood why she was saying that she was being a mother. She really was trying to be protective. Yet, she was... You know, I mean, I don't know how the kids are. What ten on the show? Mm-hmm. So, do you tell young. a ten-year-old? Right. You know, how, how do you say that without sounding like? By the way, the world sucks. We want you to do well, right, though. Right. But it's good, and that's why I think my parents. Like, I never grew up with that mentality. It's like, by the way, you're black, so always eighty percent. Like, you better be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I never got that. And then when I got older, it was like, hey, you know, it. it that was introduced when I was older, is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So I was really trying to figure out, like, where I would have taken the lead or where I would have, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But overall, I definitely understood and related. I think both parents handled it as best as they could mm-hmm. in terms of the characters that we know. That was very Bo. That was very Dre. Yeah. You know, they didn't yeah. sway. So I, I, I appreciated that. The One thing I appreciated was the fact that we got these pers- these facts. There, the that oh. was the one thing that needed to be mm-hmm. brought up is the facts that are in it because even um, them kind of paralleling the fact that twenty five percent of people that are that police are shooting are unarmed and then paralleling that to I'm saying parallel wrong but paralleling <laughs> that to Bo's um, her profession where one out of four people killing folks that's not okay that is not so okay. why is it not okay that unarmed people are getting shoot I love the fact that that's brought up because that has nothing to do with race that has to do with being a human exactly so, that was such an interesting point like I wrote that down I'm like can we not see how these numbers are affecting people and and what they really mean if you're killing one out of four people black white yellow green if you're killing one out of four people you should get your light you know like you should not be a police officer anymore what you doing with your gun no 
you and, know. And I think uh, Junior said it best and really brought it home and was like, Mom, if you killed one out of four people mm. that you worked on or that you yeah. did surgery on, you know, that would make you a pretty bad doctor. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, you and I think the way he, the way they put that really put it in perspective for me because it was like, because you hear one in four and it's like, okay, you know, they're case There's by so case. There's so many people in the world. But cops are not, their job isn't to kill their job is to protect. It's not to kill. It's trying to. It's to protect without harming anybody. To be mm-hmm. honest, and and when you hear, you know, the one out of four, and then you you compare it to a doctor, then it's like, I, I mean, understand. are you gonna go to a doctor that killed one in four people? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they not gonna get my Yelp review today. <laughs> Just saying. No, but uh, one thing I did like in this episode, even though we were getting those facts, you do have that other end where 75% of the people that are shot are armed. So that brings up the question that we've been talking about for so long with um, with gun control. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really shed a lot of light on that. We were focusing on um, blacks getting killed, which I'm very happy that that is the forefront of this conversation. Mm-hmm. But what do we think about that? If there are 75% of people carrying guns, then what are police to do then? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm being bold for this moment where she was being the devil's advocate. <laughs> no, I get it. I mean, I get else. it. The devil needs your help the today. The devil right. don't need my no, stop advocating for right. the devil. But, uh, that, I, that line was priceless, by the way. Anyway, he does not need help on his legal team. I said, no, I'm not. Not you. Um, but I get, okay, so your question, okay, so it's hard because when I was on Black Tea Party on the Black Hollywood Live Network, um, which is their sister station, we talked a lot about gun control and that's where I learned a lot about like what I felt and it was just it was very hard to navigate because in some regards yes you want people to be able to protect themselves but if you see that it doesn't seem to be about the protection it seems to be about the fact that you own something that can harm people you know when it's not the right situation or whatever the case is it it makes it a little tougher to say gun control is you know we should just have guns and everybody should have the right to bear arms like I I don't know about that situation and and it's tough because if you're a police officer, I feel like, you know, you're trained to know what to do when somebody is holding a, you know, a gun. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have the intelligence. I'm hoping you are taught the intelligence to know how to navigate that situation. I know it's tough because I'm sure on the other side, a lot of police officers do get, you know, their lives taken as well in a situation. Mm-hmm. If they decide not to use arms, I'm sure that happens, you know. But at the end of the day, <laughs> your job, it's your job. Mm-hmm. You know, if my job is to do something, a doctor or whatever the case is, I have to do my job. If I'm working in a psych ward and I have to restrain you right. as a doctor, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't get to pull out no. anything else but what I was taught. You get one job. You got one job. You got one job. You got one job. So <laughs> it's tough. I think that I still think, no, you know what to do when somebody's bearing arms. That's what I think. I don't know. I, I, I completely agree. I think there are so many cases that are reported, and we kind of getting a little deep on this. This is blackish. So that's why I'm glad we can get it's deep. deep. Um, it's no, deep. No, but I think there are um, these different cases that we're seeing that are being reported on. They're being reported on, but we're not reporting on any of the police officers because, again, we keep calling them cops. We're we're seeing everything negative in this end, but there are police officers that have been on staff mm-hmm. that are protecting communities, consistently putting themselves their lives on the line and I wish we could get back to that but unfortunately we we got too many cases we have too many cases where people are being shot and they're we're not going to get into it I'm sorry no because I was no go ahead ahead, because I was going to a whole another point okay well what I want to ask is Courtney's dad is a police officer Mm -hmm. where is your mind when you see all this stuff I would love to hear your perspective oh I mean my 
my dad is a human being like anyone else and he sees the things that are going on and as someone who is has a dad that's a police officer of course I care about my dad's well-being but my dad is a great police officer a great human being a great man and I mean the stats prove that he's not out here doing that to anyone so again he is one of those people that's at the forefront but I'm completely with everyone else along with him that the things that are happening in this world are not okay Mm -hmm. there are too many cases where it's like oh coincidence this person was shot and they just had you know they just had they had nothing on them and they had a hoodie on or they there's so many cases that are just not making sense so yes I may be sensitive to the fact that my dad is a police officer but that doesn't change the fact that I think it's wrong Mm -hmm. I think it's completely wrong what we're seeing in the world so that's no, that doesn't affect me. That's not a bias that I have. Yeah, yeah. interesting. So, and Zoe, what Zoe's question was, which I thought was a very good question, like we sit and we talk about it and we sit and talk about mm, it, and, and what we'll be going to do. Mm-hmm. And then so that's, I think that's, that's kind of where they kind of left us off, but it was kind of like, keep, make sure you know you keep hope. But it's like, no, like seriously though, like, what, are we what do, do we do? And, and what did you, <laughs> what did you guys think? So there was a scene in Blackish that really affected me because I, I don't know about you guys, but I personally was smiling when I saw that they were putting Obama up when Dre was talking about hope. And then I was kind of drawn back when he was like, but do you remember when we were watching that? What were you actually thinking? And when I realized that oh man, I was thinking something could possibly happen to him. Why are we um, having, you know, why do we have those feelings? Why is that the first thing that's coming to mind when we're seeing our president walking with his first lady out in the open? That's not okay. so it goes back to Zoe saying that there are feelings that we have, but we don't know how to address them. So what can we do? Because the overall feeling of an African-American is they hate us. So when you see a black man who is finally in the most important position ever, you and you seen people kill John F. Kennedy for being a good man. You've seen, you know, people kill Martin Luther King Jr. So when you put a black man and as a black person thinking they hate us and you see a black man go out there, you're going to think they hate him too. So they going to kill him because I know I was personally terrified. Mm-hmm. And when they, and then when blackish put up those images of him walking, I was terrified. I'm like, they going to kill this man. I just, I don't care if he don't do nothing. Just Lord, just please let him make it through these eight years without dying. Mm-hmm. because they're going to yeah. kill him. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Um I'm yeah, I um I remember where I was when that happened and I'm trying to think because my initial thoughts weren't, you know, he's going to pass away or somebody's going to kill him or whatever like that. I think it was when he started. It wasn't the walking part. It was when he was actually getting inaugurated. Mm-hmm. And like I remember like it, people were so close and I remember being like you're too close. You're so close. You know, like, I don't know who... You, I'm sure five of your security, maybe seven of you are. You know, I don't know who you guys are. Who are you? You know, I saw Beyonce, but I'm like, you, be too, cool. you, get, you too far. Get your ass close. You know, because they might not... They're not going to shoot Beyonce. They're just not. They're not. You know what I mean? I'm, so it just... I remember that day very clearly, and I remember my dad. His reaction was so much more scary than mine. I feel like he was just like... You know, this could go one or two ways today. After that, I never heard him say that again because I know he, he like, we had so much faith that God put Obama there mm-hmm. that it was like, 
don't right. even worry about it. Like, you know what I mean? But I remember that day was really scary. And it just, it sucks because just like you said, I think Zoe did bring up a really great question. We have so many questions. We have so many thoughts. You know, I never was like, oh, they hate him necessarily. Mostly I didn't think that because of the way people reacted when he did win. There was definitely a lot of mm-hmm. people that were like mad he lost. But the amount of friends that I personally had that were excited he won, they were all racist. And so mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? My people are good. But I don't know everybody in the world. So yeah. I think that was, you know, the difference of perspective. But I remember the circle that I hung out with. It was, even if they didn't vote for him, they were like, it, it's not like, yeah. I mean, if he wins, he wins. Like, what, you know, you mad? Like, But you the, know, there's so many people out there that just hate black people that just want to the point they want to kill them. I feel like we may be like the only race where it's that many people out there that really are like, I hate that person because of the color so, of it. Well, I kind of feel like that some ways, but granted, I know there are tons of other so races out the there that, you know, aren't treated fairly and equally as well. It's just, coming from our long history in this country, it's it's kind of like, okay, you know, I don't feel like there's a lot of people here that like <laughs> me. Um, let, let's get back to, to uh, some something that Bo said this episode <laughs> was that she felt like we have the best justice system. Now, <sighs> Bo, I mean, Tracy, we love you. We don't, we, don't, <laughs> we don't know if that's your opinion. But she said we have the best justice system in this episode and uh, the only part, the only case that we won was OJ. Now, who we were like that? <laughs> it's like they wrote it so that we can do what we're doing, which is to awesome. React. But there to are react. people that feel that way. Yeah, there are people out there that feel that way, though, which is kind of sad. It's like okay, I love Dre's <laughs> response though. He was like, "We so desperate to win that we fought for that idiot." Now I don't. That's not my opinion necessarily. I don't really know. But hearing him say it like that, oh, they so, did it. It's like I'm just kidding. I don't know. I, that's thing, I don't know. We were like five, so it's like I love that he said it like that. He was like, I was older to know that that was stupid. You know, Mm -hmm. that can't be our only win. So I thought that was interesting. The scary part about what Bo said, though, is like, what if we... I don't know everything about the justice system, but what if we do have one of the better ones? I'm pretty sure we do. You know, I'm I'm from Nigeria, so I remember going back home and, like, saying, hmm, justice system is pretty crap here, too. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, there's a lot of bad justice systems in the world, Mm -hmm. I think. But do people look at America and think we have more of a fair one? Probably. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. You think so? I don't think so. Wow. Especially with all these Black Lives Matter and seeing how I don't the mean world... Rec- I don't mean just recently. I mean, like, as an overall. I mean, as an overall, I mean, at one point, we did think we had a good justice system right. until until recently. Yeah. Until it's just this explosion of, it seems like, or maybe it has, and I'm pretty sure it has always been there. Right. Now we have these little things right. that capture it all but um, that's a point that Dre brought up is that the only difference now is that it's being recorded which mm -hmm. I think is a great thing because I mean now it can be put out there there's no no filters to anything all of whatever's happening in this world will be seen so there is I think our justice system is getting better or trying let me not say they're getting better they're trying to get better (laughs) Um, but but before we get too before we get too deep into that what did you guys think about the dynamic between Zoe kind of um what what is uh, Bo said? She said she, uh, she finally has, has some depth. <laughs> she finally had some depth this yeah. episode, and we knew Junior had it, but I really felt felt like he was so pro black. Was anyone else a little just like he was not with that back. donut shirt on? But he was. Yeah, they don't go in on his. Clothes. <laughs> I'm like y'all gonna y'all gotta but, dress but my man a little better. What did you guys think about him wanting to go out and at that age to a riot, and then Zoe is like, you can't. What did what did the audience think about her emotional reaction? Yes, I be honest. 
Hmm. It was a bit much. It um, felt a bit melodramatic. It was a bit melod. I think there it was just a the better way to do it. Wasn't yeah. It just was like all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. And it, it should have been like a gradual. Like okay, no, Junior. Like this is how I feel, and then like break down. Kind of like Dre, kinda. Because Dre was, was all kind of a sudden of a gradual. Because, and and I think they 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 said the point you were on your phone the whole time so we didn't even expect it oh yeah so but I then that but then i love how they put that out there because i feel like there are so many kids who feel just lost just like zoe does not even kids people in this generation feel mm-hmm. lost and Absolutely. they're connected to their phones and zoe was probably on there on that hashtag like okay let me get into this conversation on here but mm-hmm. we're not talking about it at home yeah so i love that blackish was able to make it a family thing mm-hmm. like we're gonna go to this riot we're gonna talk about these issues and the kids were involved so i love that I love they did that, that. Because she's a representation of millennials. Right. right. I will say, oh, no, go ahead. No, no, just to piggyback off that real quick. And then not, not just millennials, but every generation was represented there. So I think I, I love yeah. that. And I love how they were all there. Like, the cause he was like, the He was like, no, <laughs> we're, you're not going nowhere. We're going to sit down. And we're about to eat this rice. Right. And we're about to go wash our hands with the vodka. Yeah. Grandma Ruby was my favorite. And you noticed yeah. it was all shot in the living room, and that was it. Mm-hmm. it. It reminded me so much of the Cosby show. It was just so Huxtable family. It yeah. was just like, I love it. All generations it That's so funny. Um, I will say the one one line in the entire episode that really bugged me was when Anthony Anderson Dre said, "I can't wait for a cop to get a hold of you, boy." To Junior, and then he reversed it once and Junior said something on, that he wanted to say. We can't keep irked. talking to each other like that now. Mm-hmm. I was really irked. I'm like, can this relationship? not do this anymore. I really need a stronger father-dad relationship. I think it's it, it is authentic to their characters, but. Uh, didn't like that line. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't want to end on that, but we have I know, to like, wrap things up. <laughs> it's a 30-minute show, so again, our after show can't be too long, you guys. But if you guys wanted to weigh in on the conversation, leave your comments below. Use that hashtag ABTV Blackish. And where can they got where can everyone find you guys? Hello, everybody. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Shaprentis Lynn. Um, hashtag not hashtag at me at Shaprentis Lynn with any more comments that you guys have about Blackish. I would love to hear them. Absolutely. Same <laughs> with me. You guys can check me out on Twitter. Instagram at one take says would love your comments definitely want to know what you thought about Ram, uh, Grandma Ruby saying black owned at the end of the episode yes that, and, was, really that was really good <laughs> and keep in touch with me at Tez Knows Twitter Instagram Snapchat you know I want to hear what you guys thought about this episode use that hashtag ABTV Blackish ABTV Blackish please let us know what you thought because this was such a powerful episode yeah. and we'll see you guys next week see you guys keep hope alive <laughs> <laughs> From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later, guys. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 